The views expressed on this episode, as with all episodes of Thick and Petty, are solely host opinions. Content here should not be taken as indisputable facts. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only. Enjoy. Hello, my ebony friends. Hello, Ivory. <laughs> it's the Ivory Tower, is me. Ivory Tower and the Ebony Magazine. <laughs> <laughs> wow, just putting both together. Like the swirl I am. You know that in the Ivory Tower, there would be an Ebony Magazine on the waiting table. Right. You already know. You already know. You already know. I also feel like I could be like the like twist, like ice cream at McDonald's or something, chocolate and vanilla. They should call that for Black History Month. Call it. Ebony and Ivory. I, I'm really bracing for what shenanigans a few bars in D.C. are going to pull for Black History Month, as they do with Juneteenth as well. There's one yeah. specific bar in particular. I'm not going to call out by name in case. And Molly just like completely sat down on that. And yeah, okay, we won't discuss what Molly's Molly. doing right now. <laughs> You're this a lady. Molly. Is what, oh, my God. Molly thinks of black. Can you please lay down? Is Molly racist? <laughs> we, I swear, I said that. We all, y'all remember this. I said that in an episode that Molly was racist. She's, she since has become not racist, but now she's just a sizes. She's just a sizes. Oh my gosh. But, but yeah. Anyway, I, y'all, sorry about that. I was on a really good discussion, discussion about Molly just stupid bars it. in dc and then molly's humping dis- disrupting. thank you but she's now she's done she's done now <laughs> she's done, she's she's done now <laughs> but happy black history month everybody. yeah happy black history month this this episode is dedicated solely to celebrating black history month mm-hmm. and unfortunately the pettiness and further shenanigans at white people <laughs> excluding myself and including the state of Florida, Texas, South Carolina, Georgia, all are doing <laughs> to make this one to remember. So happy Black History happy Month, Black y'all. History month. I mean, I wish Black History Month was every month and it really should be every month because black folks have done a lot for the culture. And, and, I, sure and I just don't think there would be a culture without black and brown people. But Yes, here we are. It's February, shortest month of the year, which is also tragic. But of course, it's leap. Year, it's a leap year this year, so we have twenty. Oh, we get days. one extra day of Black History day. Month. Okay, I wonder what that something. That's I feel like something crazy is going to happen on twenty nine day. Like, let's just not pray into let's, it. Let's let's hope that like Cap, not not Cap. Let's hope that Shannon was it with the Shannon Sharp sits down. Is that mm-hmm. what he says? Oh yeah, yeah. Let's mm-hmm. hope he sits down with somebody else. Although I wouldn't be mad if Cat Williams just said more. I am calling I'm people here for, for it. You know, I'm here for the gossip. But yes, but yes. speaking. Speaking of the gossip, we want to get. In, I, I wanted to like kick off the episode with um, our petty of the week, which mm-hmm. is kind of we're doing a little something a little different. We're actually talk about a news flash or something pertaining to this week's episode, which mm-hmm. is Black History Month. So um, I have a couple of things, being that I'm the person who always try to keep up with going what is going on in the world. Um, first thing on my list is I saw today that King Charles is diagnosed with cancer. I, you know. I want to say long live the king, but not because no. we also know how old he is. Yeah. And I more like let let's just get William in there right now. I mean, it really should have been. Like, sh- it really should have been. King Charles honestly. wishes to have the throne much longer. Just is not happening for him exactly. right now. So. And, and the only reason I bring this up during Black History Month is we all know the royal family is pretty fucking racist. And if I'm not mistaken, I think some some more allegations just came out about the royal family towards Meghan Markle. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they called her like the the something the Duchess of Windsor or something as like a dig at her. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah, kind of like as a dig. But that's because she is 
Well, it goes back to when you remember the whole story with Queen Elizabeth, when right. how she came to be a power is because her uncle was supposed to be next in line okay. for the crown. Mm-hmm. And he wanted to marry a socialite. Mm-hmm. He did not want to marry somebody of, he didn't want to marry a fucking cousin, understandably so. Right. And so he abdicated. And okay. so his wife that he married was called the Duchess of Windsor. And so, uh, so they it was just like her throwing that. Sade at her. Yeah, that some shade at her because mm. they claim that she stole Harry from Stupid. the family. And he's so a, well, he's a grown fucking man, does what he wants. Clearly, yeah. he wrote a goddamn book and talked about his frostbitten dick all the time. Uh, so girl. he could do what he wants. Sorry, exactly. y'all. <laughs> but I'm hoping for the ancestors that whatever this cancer is, it is actually something serious. <laughs> and I hate to do that, <laughs> but I really do. Uh, I really do because oh it's just God. like I, I just just hearing the horror stories of what has been said about Megan and her half black children, I'm over it. Well, yeah, over I'm it, over, over the royal family, so, and the fact that they haven't said what it is makes me think it's something serious. So it's like, okay, but this, I, I'm gonna equate this to when Trump got COVID and that he didn't die, and now we're like, King Charles is gonna have has cancer, which is unfortunate, but it's also like. You know, he may be completely eradicated from it. Like, I just didn't know: is it lung cancer? Is it prostate? Which one is it? Like, what is the what is the threat level here? What is and what is about highly public figures that are just keeping secret of their health issues? Because I remember like Lloyd Austin with like yeah, and like the Secretary of Defense in the U.S. who was like, oh, I went under a procedure, but sorry, didn't tell anybody. Didn't tell anybody. So it's just like yeah. So whereas like Biden's like, y'all getting a colonoscopy, Kamala, you're in charge for two hours. Two hours. It's like I don't understand that. Like you're, I mean you. You are a public figure who is a, who is like a head of something. It's you need so, to let people the know. The secrets, secret secrets are no fun. It's so shady. With everyone in CNN. So. Right, exactly. And speaking of shadiness, again, it comes down to, again, the Grammys have yet to flop again. So here they are again with, um, ugh, how do I even start with this? <laughs> so last night were the Grammys. I guess it was 66 annual Grammys. And we have the whole album of the year debacle yet again. Um, but before that even happened, Jay-Z was getting the, see, there was a special award, Dr. Dre. Oh, the Global Impact Award. Global Impact Award. Award. Mm -hmm. Jay-Z won it, and he took it upon himself to call out the Grammys for every single thing possible on stage. I I mean, if it made Global Impact, might as well just be like, start start from the source. Start from the source, (laughs) because it's just like, and what was crazy is that he said what he said, and what he said was not wrong. No. And... I just like, you know, people are kind of mad or it's usually like just, you know, the faceless people on comment section who really have no mm-hmm. idea commenting on the situation. And I really understood where he's coming from. And I was also irritated because I've started to think SOS by SZA was the fucking album of 2023. I don't give a shit what you say. That album performed well sales wise mm-hmm. and it was critically acclaimed. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they gave it yet again to Taylor Swift for Midnight's. And I like Taylor Swift and I like Midnight's, but I'm like, compared to the other people that were in that category with you mm-hmm. and the albums they produced, like, how the fuck did this happen? Yeah, I... It's kind of like when I think about the Academy Awards, too, because they do mm-hmm. this shit, too. I think it's like, are you equating best album because of, like, either number of records sold or that because, like, Taylor's on this, like, rampage of a world tour that's, yeah. like... 
You know, I don't know. I, I, don't, I will never I will never understand the voting bodies in any of these award shows, yeah. which is why I really just stopped watching altogether because yeah. they just don't make sense. It doesn't make sense. And, and, this, and just to close up that topic, I just really just went, I went through and I looked to see how often this has happened where this is, these people have won over a person of color who had the better album than they mm. did. Because I looked at it, and I believe the last time somebody won, a, per, a person of color won, was John Baptiste in 2022 for his album. Mm -hmm. Before that, it had been over a decade since yeah. a person of color, or a black person, had won. I don't count Bruno Mars in that, because... It's Bruno Mars. It's Bruno Mars. <laughs> and I looked at it, and I'm going back and looking at all these things in the scores, and I'm going to actually post it later, but like just looking at... Midnight's versus SOS. Midnight's has a crit a critical score of eighty five versus ninety for SOS. Last year, when Beyonce lost, Harry Styles had an eighty three. Beyonce had a ninety one. Yeah. Kendrick Lamar had an eighty five. Mm -hmm. And like it just keeps going and looking at in the one year we thought for sure that a person a black person was going to win was in twenty eighteen. It was Bruno Mars versus Childish Gambino versus Kendrick Lamar and Jay Z. Bruno Mars beat all of them and all their albums scored higher than his did. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I I want to see, like, you know, when they do, like, the U.S. News and World Report for, like, the college admissions and stuff, yeah. like, that ranking. Like, there's sometimes they do discuss how they come up with their scores and why mm -hmm. XYZ schools win. Like, I would love to see what the math is because the math ain't The math's thing. not mathing, and they just are not very right. open about what how the voting works. I think India Ari said it best six years ago on the red carpet at the mm -hmm. Grammys. She said, this is some bullshit. Yeah. And, you know, and she hasn't been back to a ceremony since. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like, you know, so, yeah, I just think... Racism is everywhere in entertainment. So much so that Molly's just whining right now and she's crying. Yeah, she, like, she's over it. She's whimpers. over the racism. But yeah, <laughs> I just had to, I had to. I just wanted to bring up those two news stories because they just really resonated with the issue today that we're mm -hmm. talking about. Mm -hmm. Black people just don't get the respect they deserve. Yeah. So, yeah. so I don't. I don't have a petty of the week. What I'm doing instead is I'm going to dedicate this episode to my friend Stephanie that unfortunately passed away over the weekend. She was someone who certainly advocated for the for communities of color she worked in newark she was just such a light on this world and certainly would have the same exact thoughts and feelings about the racism that is our country about the grammy someone herself was a singer so um very it's been a very hard weekend for me um to deal with it but i think this is a really great way to honor her and discuss kind of you know all this conversation about black history month why we're celebrating it so this is in her honor and memory so yes so this is dedicated to stephanie yes so but i think why we want to do this is like why don't we and why aren't we talking about this topic right mm -hmm. it's one of those that's like you know again like we're certainly celebrating we're also going to talk about the pettiness because there are so many bullshit things going on in this country that's yeah. just making it really hard to really celebrate black history month um, and so we just thought we'd kind of dive into a couple things and share with you all what we found and why we think it's so petty and mm -hmm. just kind of just process this nonsensical nonsense that is really not not anybody but these leaders of Florida and Trump. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, it's just absolutely absurd and insane. That's absurd. So yeah, so definitely we just want to want to kick it off just like just calling out. Some Let's of the just yeah bullshit. dive right into yeah. the fucking pool of cold water and get y'all to wake it, the fuck get up. You to wake the fuck up because people don't want to be woke. Because whether you want to believe it or not, shit is not okay out there in the community. Right. It's just not. It's really tragic how to this day here we are in 2024 
and black people are still just either being used as a pawn or being used as you know or just having no voice at all and it's mm -hmm. just like and that's why black history month exists is to keep that you know in front of everybody's mm -hmm. mind like hey mm -hmm. we're here we contribute to a lot in this country mm -hmm. recognize us damn it you know yeah so the first thing i want to jump into because i still just it just baffles my mind and we're certainly going to do an episode on the state of florida altogether because <laughs> they are so fucking petty down there but for this episode in particular we're going to talk about the florida curriculum and the school of, and the board of education because they are all Silly sillies. Silly sillies. <laughs> and like, I've just tried to be nice. I, I, I haven't been nice, but I really don't give a fuck. So, yeah. Florida. All right. So, as we all know, the state of Florida has made some really significant changes that are pretty damaging pretty right, I mean, to yeah. the education system because mm -hmm. Ron DeSantis is a hater. He's drinking all the haterade and just hates everybody but himself and white evangelicals, straight people. And, and, his, and, his, and his shoes. The, his his high shoes. shoes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I will say oh, I think he actually wore like boots to like a uh, debate and then also was like they were like uh, lifts a exactly bit. <laughs> like, I feel like him and George Santos would be great drag queens together that would be the true ebony and ivory right there and not even they'll be ivory and pasty <laughs> ivory and pasty <laughs> I, ivory and uh, cinnamon or Cin like, cinnamon toast crunch I don't know uh, oh god uh, but anyway but yeah it's just. just yeah, so the sanctimonious, yeah. yes, exactly. Yeah, so the sanctimonious that is the the is Ron DeSantis. So okay. basically, in Florida, right, they know that we've talked about the we've heard this in the news about the AP African American Studies curriculum. So if you all don't know about this, it's a new, it's sort of a new and emerging topic in the advanced placement curriculum for high schools. And African American Studies has been really criticized in Florida for, of course, the reasons of I mentioned. But so. In general, the curriculum is going to cover 102 topics over four units, and those units were about the origins of the African diaspora, about freedom, enslavement, and resistance, the practice of freedom, and then the final unit was movements of debates. Mm -hmm. So Ron DeSantis in Politico, which I read today, had denounced this curriculum as, quote, woke, contrary to Florida law, and an exercise in indoctrination. And this is what he specifically said. So this is citing Politico. So Politico said, quote, citing specific curricular units that address black queer theory and the sociological concept of intersectionality which holds that a matrix of advantages and disadvantages create an invisible power structure in society. Ron DeSantis argues, and this is what he said, now who would say that an important part of black history is queer theory? That is somebody pushing an agenda on our kids. And so when you look to see they have stuff about intersectionality, abolishing prisons, that's a political agenda. We believe in education, not indoctrination. See, see like, mm -hmm. it is so ridiculous. I struggle so hard with this. I'm just like, what... At what point did we stop like evolving to treat people like human beings? And this is my this is my issue with this whole thing. It's just like you're saying that it's a woke culture. Mm -hmm. When did woke become a bad thing? Because I feel like when woke was a was first coming out, I mean, you were just aware of what kind of fucked up bullshit was going on in the world. And I think it's because they're being called out on their nonsense, and they're just like. Oh, that's not me. I'm not right. Like it's like you're being calling your bullshit. You're like, calling your bullshit because we can pull up facts. It's like you just did just now. Mm -hmm. You can pull out this information and see what they're doing. Right. And it's on record what they're doing. And it's just like I don't understand why you're thinking people are just assuming that you're this way when it's clear as day that this is how you are. Correct. Yeah. And it's just like intersectionality is such a huge component of so many different 
curricular things like part of my dissertation where I study intersectionality and I think like even if you were like in high school or college you're constantly thinking not just like a one-track mind of like mm -hmm. this leads this and of course but there's always these constant other shifts right there's yeah. all these other things that are impacting why laws are made or how wars start or how movements are start. you know it's just like it's just embedded in there whether you actually call it that or not mm -hmm. right and so like to think that somebody running a state that's as diverse as Florida because let's be honest it's diverse and that you're just like, I mean, we know these laws, right? He's sort of slightly like all the LGBT and like the drag race bans, the book bans, now talk about banning African-American studies, talking about, um, you know, and also too, like in July, 2023, right? And again, under his purview, the board of ed had approved a new set of rules that required teachers to tell students that there's upsides to being enslaved, which again, in shocking to me that when I heard that, I honestly texted my cousin who lives in Florida and she has two sons and it saddens me that they have to live in the state where they are seen as like less than, you know, and I, and I, it breaks my heart. And I asked her, I'm like, how are you dealing with this when you send your boys to school and mm -hmm. they're being told that what you tell them at home about black people is not true. Right. And that we wanted to be enslaved. There were benefits to being enslaved. Oh, right. And that's, and it's like, like, no, 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 no. That, yeah. And, and they further pushing that it had slaves develop skills, which in some instances be applied for their personal benefit. That, that is horseshit. It's, it's horrible. It's horrible, horrible, horrible to think that <laughs> a teacher would be required to do. And if you don't like you could be punished. And it's the same with like, a student coming out to a teacher or a student mm -hmm. saying like XYZ is happening and that the fact they have to report it like this is big brother. I, I will never, ever, ever, ever live in the state of Florida. Even if there's a democratic governor, I probably still wouldn't I do just, it. I just can't. I like, it's, it's I so, it. it's so ass backwards down I there. I hate it down there and I would honestly never even visit Florida if I didn't have family there and unfortunately there's some pretty kick-ass theme parks down there. <laughs> I, 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 girl, I say oh. the same thing. I'm like, it's such a transient state, right? And I'm like, but the best cruises go out of Florida. I know, so it just sucks. Like, if it's just like a place Ugh. to just like in transit go through, fine. I'm okay with that. I swear, if like, if <laughs> Disney World could have picked themselves up and moved to Georgia or uh, moved them, I mean, Georgia is not the perfect state, but I feel like Georgia's oh, on Georgia the, Georgia isn't, Georgia's messed up too, but it's on the come up to where I feel like they it's starting are, to get in line. But, but I'm I'm kind of getting a little concerned about the upcoming election with Georgia and South Carolina. Why? Tell me. Well, because I think like it was a lot to win blue for 2016 and 2020. In for Georgia and South Carolina. Yeah, or at least like for the midterms. It was the 2018 yeah. midterms, mm -hmm. right? And then 2020 for the election. Yeah. And even recently with like keeping the center, like Warnock, right? Going against like the craziness that was that dude. Oh, God, I can't I remember, his, remember name. his name. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. we don't want to, but like. He was like so an Uncle Tom. So it's like really yeah. on the cut. They mm -hmm. can kind of go either way. Like they're truly purple, but because I think like a lot of the urban center, like cities, like, like Atlanta, and you're talking about, um, uh, I feel like Atlanta, but there's it's Atlanta when it comes like to Fulton Georgia, County and like yeah, the, bigger, like, the bigger cities are the ones that are carrying, and that's like any other state, right? Like, state, yeah, <laughs> and I feel like there's just so many people in Atlanta and the surrounding counties with it that it is taking over because that's just branching out, right? And it is Black Hollywood now, right? It's just like so. It's just like I feel like. Look, Tyler Perry set up shop there. So. Tyler Perry, I, will, I mean, if anything, I will. Y'all have heard me bash Tyler Perry. We haven't done an episode of Tyler Perry. We really we haven't. That's actually funny. Fun fact for y'all: when we started this podcast, he was probably like number three on number our three list, and we just didn't do it because it was just. Like, 
because it's, it's um, really it's a lot like it would have to get probably two it was a lot to unpack and it's just like and not to get off topic but you know kelly Rowland's in one of his his new movie coming out uh, and somebody looked at the trailer and said oh i see kelly brought her own wig i i yeah. and i'm just like oh my I, god so i saw a tiktok it was really funny and it was stuff with like Name a Tyler Perry movie that isn't a Tyler Perry movie, right? Because it's just like you make up these names, and some guy just had his face in the water making bubbles, and he was like, "That's a Tyler Perry movie." Shut up. <laughs> oh my god! It's, look, it, 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 say what you will about. I'm trying to see like Dee Dee's laughing or not. Dee Dee is not paying attention to this foolishness. Dee is a diligent worker. Dee Dee's not listening. Yes, yeah, they, they're but. doing work. But yeah, uh, but Tyler Perry did do a lot for the state. There's still a lot of work to be done. And Stacey Abrams also did a yes. lot of work for the state. And so we could talk about. We can kind of lead into that, like yeah. another topic to kind of talk about the payness and why it's important to celebrate Black History is the voter suppression issues uh, yeah. that we're seeing that goes back to like the 1940s. 1940s. Certainly, yeah. the Trump years was really gonna you know put that shit to the test mm-hmm. with voter suppression. I I mean, the fact that people are saying to folks in states that are really dealing with high voter suppression, of like, stay in line, make sure you get your the vote. Fact, to tell like, people that, it's just like, people don't know. That's like, you don't, how, you don't that's want people to take off for work. You're yeah. like, all these rules, like voter registration, that's not automatic. You have to go through it. Like, the role, it's just... It, again, it's like making and mm-hmm. who is it all focused on? It's unfortunately focused on black people. It's focused on people of color in these states but, that are really because like because they know, yeah, because they know that if every black person in this country voted, they would never ever have a Republican in office again. Mm-hmm. They know this, and this, and and it's just like, and they're so terrified of it because I feel like they can see it coming. Right. They can see it coming because, like, black people were getting educated about their voting rights, their rights about because we've been forced to. We've been forced to watch people get murdered on camera by the police. It's been what we've had to watch, like, voter suppression in action to the point where, like, they will basically close polling stations right. in black neighborhoods just so it makes it harder for that person to get out and vote. Yeah. And so you see it happening, and I feel like. Thank God for the younger generation, even the ones younger than me that are seeing this happen. Just like, hell no, we're not doing that. Right, right. I mean, thank God. I mean, and I think that's like where I'm hopeful that Gen Z are, Gen Z's annoying as hell, y'all. Let's just call for what it is. Gen Z's annoying. (laughs) They they do, they do bust our balls as millennials hardcore. But but they, they know what they, they know. The fact that like people especially gen z and again this is like through tiktok instagram that like you know saying like oh my brother is my brother's trans or my you know like calling out that like Mm -hmm. you're black and i'm white and they're and it's fine it's like in comparison like our generation right being millennials or even before us where like those are very taboo topics and Mm -hmm. that was just like whatever it is what it is like i really love that and i think that's like a thing to look it is definitely a step in the right direction and i feel like as i feel like we have like there's like millions of kids like millions of gen z came into voting age this year but we don't know how that counteracts with how many people who only old people are so registered who knows but it's just like i feel like we had the power to do that and i know looking at the talking about voter suppression there were at least three supreme court decisions just in 2023 alone about voter suppression demanding that Mm -hmm. republicans go and redraw their maps i think there was one that i think one was a Democrat had they had to redo their map. That was in New York. Mm-hmm. All the rest of them were like forcing Republicans to redraw the map. I mean, I saw yeah. it happen. I mean, and this yeah. was recently too, and all in the favor of black and brown communities, right? That yeah. their maps are being redrawn and, and works in the favor because most 
black and brown people will vote for Democrats. Democrat. They will they will vote yeah. blue. And that's gonna be that can be another topic too, black Republicans, because I just yeah. don't, <laughs> we don't want to touch that. That's an enigma on itself that I would never fucking understand. And I have some in my Like own how family. Tim Scott is who Tim Scott is, and then is also okay with voting well, for Tim Trump. Tim Scott was like a bald, black butthead from Beavis' butthead. I'm serious. <laughs> like, I, mean, I mean, not trying to be rude, but he does. It's just like he just looks so fucking stupid. And it's just like, and I have some, I, girls, I know I'm shady. But, <laughs> I, I love it. We love the Sade. But household. yeah, but like, I have some back, I have some black Republicans in my family, and I'm looking at them like, yeah. how? I, I think about that with my family, too, being like, because I definitely have some family members who are pro-Trumpers or pro-Republicans, and it's like, most of your nieces and nephews and or kids are all hella gay. Hella gay or like, or, or, sucking or, dick or, or, or eating pussy, not, like nobody's business, and y'all are like, oh, we're family. No, no bitch, we're not no, doing this today. No. Absolutely not. And, and most and most of the, and most people are like getting into interracial relationships so like they are married ding, outside ding. their exactly case in point it's just like it's just can i tell you though this is actually because this is a lot to this and, and yeah. again like why we're this is an important discussion so i remember when i first started dating Dee. Dee mm-hmm. i was also coming out like i was coming out too so yeah like, I, was, I was tackling multiple things and i remember specifically with my, with my mom i was like Hey, so like I'm going on a date, and, and she was like, "Oh, great, who was it?" I'm like, Deshaun, and it was like very much like me kind of coming out. She's like, "Okay, great, whatever. At least you came out finally, right?" <laughs> but, like, so that was one thing, and that was uh, that was uh, in a weird way the easy part for me because if y'all don't know, my family is a rainbow. We are the y'all full, are a full. We spectrum. are a prism. Y'all are the full spectrum, honey. But I mean, I remember like being really. My next question was like, "Are you okay with the person I'm dating being black?" And mm-hmm. I and like the fact that I even had to ask that question, and I remember my mom I'm being like, yeah, why would I not? Why would I care? As long as you're happy, I'm happy. And they treat you. And right. I'm like, exactly, I'm just. Yeah. I, I said, Mom, you grew up in a different time where mm-hmm. like that was not okay, was not your thing, or whatever. Not mm-hmm. like her specifically, but I'm like, I'm just making sure that like no matter what relationship I'm in, you have to be okay with the person, like mm-hmm. uh, their color, their orientation, their creed, their whatever yeah. it mm-hmm. is, you know. And it was a very much like I, again, I'm happy I had the support. I know that not most, a lot of other people wouldn't get that kind of support, they particularly. Wouldn't. So like, exactly. and especially with inter- interracial relationships, and the fact that became law only like kind of within recent history. That like, I mean, yeah, know. it was just, I mean, the loving decision back in what year? That was back in the '60s, I, I think, think so. '50s or '60s. I can't remember. The yeah. It was, it was definitely not that long ago where right. two people of two different races could not marry. Right, right. And it's just like, and I was in a, my previous relationship, long-term relationship was with a white man. And I was so blind to just like the microaggressions in that relationship and from his family that I look back at it now and I'm just like, oh my God, I cannot believe that I was with the person whose family kind of thought of me as like not really equivalent to them because mm-hmm. they, they were always nice to me, but they would always like say things that he would let them get away with saying because he thought, oh, I'm cool with it and I can, I can take a joke. And it wasn't really funny, you know? Yeah. And it's just like, you know, just like when I, when he first brought me to meet his parents for the first time, his mom was just like, oh, you just really like to taste the rainbow, like talking about, like he always dated people who were not white. And she's just like, you, you know, and it's just like... It's like backhanded racism. It's really backhanded racism. I'm just like, you know what? Just, and at the time, I thought, oh, that was kind of... I thought, they didn't know me better. I thought, didn't know better. I was mm-hmm. living in the fucking South and mm-hmm. not exposed to a lot of things. And... I accepted that. And now I look at it now, it's just like, my God. Like. Right, right. <laughs> I will say, though, like, we can certainly, and I do think this might be another episode because I don't want to spend too much time on it, but, like, 
uh, recently we know about like affirmative action also yes. being a big mm-hmm. part of like why it's important to celebrate black history right and the yeah. the accomplishments of our black friends, brothers, sisters, right, is because affirmative action now is making it illegal to use race when you're coming to college admissions decisions. Interestingly, though, the Supreme Court just said that now, but uh, the exception to that is at West Point, they can use race in their admissions criteria. So See, it's just like... It's just like the line keeps moving. Like, they keep moving the I line. I feel like it's really it's the Supreme like, Court because they're like, you can't do this, but, like, it's a gray area, right? They've done this with gun laws. They've done this with, like, the affirmative action. They've done this with abortion. They're like... It's yeah. this, but here is a little, gray, a little area. gray area here that will. Or they're like, look point. back into previous historical context mm-hmm. and legal cases to determine, and like, really, if you're looking at like the con, like if you're a true constitutionalist, right, you're gonna do that and like interpret it as such. But again, there's like gray area, so it's just like. It's nonsense. We're gonna talk. We're gonna do affirmative action. Yeah, the system is. We're gonna. This is the first admission cycles, and as someone in higher ed, like going through this and really gonna see like how is this impacted. I'm really curious how this is gonna impact you as in higher education. Yeah, that's gonna because I feel like it not only affects your job, but it also affects probably the way the professors teach, Mm -hmm. like what they're teaching. And then it's just like it also should work both ways. If you're not supposed to, if you're supposed to be affirmative action is dead. Then so should like these like nepo baby situations were because they're right. That well, and that's, I mean that's a, and that's a huge thing yeah. right now. A lot of colleges are like removing legacy admissions because it is what's good right. for the goose is good for the gander. So it's yeah. just like okay, if you want to take yeah. away this, then your son can't come here just because you went here. A hundred percent. So yeah. if y'all are interested in this topic, I highly, I highly, highly recommend y'all listen to the Daily. It's by the New York Times. They do really good episodes of affirmative action where they're actually talking to students who are yeah. like applying for colleges and how they're deciding whether or not to actually talk about their race and in what capacity. So, um, but I think like through all of this, I think it's also good to note to that like note through the hot, all the of, good things. Yeah, the yeah. good things, right? And the good yeah. people that are leading the way. So like we came up with like a few names that I think stood out to us. So one, of course, being Marsha P. Johnson, who funnily enough recently just is uh, trending only because George Santos is a fucking <sighs> moron. And when Z-Way asked him, Z-Way asked I, him. It's one of my favorite clips of all time. <laughs> I love I love that trolling bitch so much. But the fact I want, I he, want she to was like, like Marsha uh, P. She was like, how about Marsha P. Johnson? He's like, I know who that is. And she's like, talk about it. And like, no, I can't. It just is really bad. Like, how do you not right. know this person? So yeah, Marsha P. Johnson, thankful for her. Thankful yes. for her because she was instrumental in trans gay rights. and mm-hmm. trans and gay rights, she was... I, I don't want to misspeak and say was she at Stonewall or no? They, yeah, I think uh, they, yeah. I think they used they. Uh, they were the Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, they were um, founding member of the Gay Liberation Front, which mm-hmm. is important for the Stonewall riots. Yeah, AIDS activists mm-hmm. uh, done modeling for Andy Warhol, did some drag performances. Known as the Mayor of Christopher Street, which is in Greenwich Village, mm-hmm. like very much near Stonewall true jersey person so love that yeah um but yeah i mean i think like it's important to like discuss especially when like again we have someone like ron santa saying you can't have black queer theory mm-hmm. and african-american studies as one in the same mm-hmm. like hello this person really like paved the way for the gay liberation front what yeah. became like you know the lgbt movement in the country so certainly shout exactly. out to an rip to marsha b johnson 100%, 100%. So, uh, rest in power bitch rest in power bitch we we wish you were here still we really <laughs> yeah, do we exactly really do. um we then we have stacy abrams who you mentioned earlier stacy abrams single-handedly almost not without the help of volunteers of course but she spearheaded the 
drive for voter registration in Georgia, which caused Georgia to be flipped in 2020. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's just like, we need we need heroes like that in every fucking state. And the fact that she like lost like the gubernatorial the, race and right. like on multiple attempts, it wasn't just like one. Well, it, was it was multiple, multiple attempts, yeah. And that's why I get concerned about Georgia because of that stuff. I think uh, politics is very, is very complicated. And yeah. I feel like I talked to Mona about that. I'm like, what is it about Stacey that people do not like? that they will not vote her in office. And we don't know what that is yet. And I feel like maybe there's... I personally think that she needs to be over the DNC, honestly. Mm-hmm. That was... I don't think she needs to be in, like, this political type... In that level. But she needs to be higher up because she knows what the fuck to do. She knows how to energize people. She mm-hmm. knows how to get shit done. And I feel like that will cause a major shift in the Democratic Party because we need it. Yeah. Because right now, we're stuck with, like, old white people again. 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 And it's just like... So we need people like her to yeah. be like, enough. You know, yeah. yeah. Speaking of old white people, one who's not an old white person is Zaddy Barack Obama. Zaddy, Bar- okay. So like, I, I always have like a con- okay. We all know first black president of the United States. Never thought I'd see it. Mm-hmm. Never thought I'd see it. I was that was I was probably the first time I would ever say I was proud to be an American when we elected Barack Obama. Mm-hmm. And the out and I feel like everything that we're experiencing right now is a fallout from him being elected. Right. Everything we're experiencing right now is because people, we let a black man be in office for not one term, but two. Mm-hmm. And they are making us pay for it. That's <laughs> yeah. exactly what they're making us do. But Zaddy could get it. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Michelle. I'm, I'm telling you. Young Brock could get it. Old Brock could get it. Brock could just get it. You know who else could get it? RuPaul. Being as amazing <laughs> as they are. <laughs> Just being as amazing as they are, first of all, the money, honey. That's what I'm looking at. RuPaul is an icon. RuPaul is an icon. And again, like, I think the fact that every episode of Drag Race ends with, like, y'all need to go vote. Or, like, there's always messages that, like, RuPaul is pushing in that, like, we're now on, what, season 16 of Drag Race? I mean, they're celebrating their 15th year. And that more people are becoming more comfortable of going on the show Mm -hmm. and, like, being like, and even now that the drag, like the drag queens on the season now are like, oh yeah, my mom knows that I'm that I'm a drag and loves it, and like, mm-hmm. there's still some that are very much concerned in hiding who they are, like it's, with their, their families, but it's less, less of like, less less. in the early season where it's like really was like even like mentioning that like, oh, do your parents know? And they're like, not really. Like I'm kind of hiding that I'm on Drag Race. It's very fascinating. But I think it's, again, like kudos yeah. to RuPaul for and, just paving the way. And RuPaul is so important to me in such a a lot of ways because that was the first the first time I saw RuPaul on stage mm-hmm. was MTV spring break like in 93 oh yeah and i was just like i was just like Mm -hmm. who is this i was just like i was definitely didn't know i was gay at that time i was like 10 Mm -hmm. probably i might have been like 10 or Uh 9 like that and i saw this drag queen and i'm just like i was enamored i was just like the fact that a drag queen was on mainstream television openly a drag queen and was black it was just like that said a lot and got respect Got respect. I mean, got respect immediately. Yeah. And, I mean, trailblazer, trailblazer to I, yeah. I, I kind of, I'm trying to remember my first experience with RuPaul. But, okay, so there's two things. One was in the Brady Bunch movies when RuPaul, As you, when RuPaul was the guidance counselor. <laughs> Mrs. Cummings. Mrs. Cummings, yes. Loved her for that one. Oh. And I remember, I'm like, oh, who is it? And it really, more, it took me a couple of years to re- realize it was RuPaul, but I'm like, oh my God, I love Mrs. Cummings. But then also when I saw RuPaul, and again, playing in But Mom, I'm a Cheerleader. Oh! Or But I'm a Cheerleader. I love that movie too. Such an iconic And he one. wasn't even in drag. And I was in drag. Just like, just, driving just, with the straight, like, straight, straight couch, couch, couch. It was, But like, with very, like, 
overt oh. sexual innuendos and like flirting. I mean, yeah, I, it's such a great film. I mean, these are just this is just a scratch of the surface of the many many people that are icons in the black from the black community. But while we're and while we're talking about drag, just because yeah, Kiki for a second, what yeah. would your drag name be? I actually had a drag name. Okay, what was it? I remember. Tell me. Ambrosia Divine. Oh yes, Ambrosia Divine. Do you remember what mine was? No, what was yours? A moose douche. A moose douche, yes. <laughs> a moose douche. <laughs> Didi, what was yours? Alize Strange. Alize Strange. Girl, if we get Alize, a moose, and Ambrosia and drag, we can bring Destiny Child back, girl. <laughs> we can't, or we can be the couple. What was it? What was it? I think I'd be Michelle in that group. <laughs> oh, we all know who I would be. Kelly, girl, I was. <laughs> I love Kelly, but we know we she know. be Farrah. She be <laughs> not Farrah. Where's Matthew? Matthew can be Farrah. How about that? <laughs> rude as hell, but yes. Shut <laughs> y'all rude. Y'all so fucking rude. That's really funny. <laughs> uh, not for Farrah. Let me just put. Let me, just, let, me just, let me just roll some luggage out, and I'll be Farrah. But um, I think, like, yeah, I mean, and to your point, Ebony, that. <laughs> We're just we we that's just four people. That's just four people and sc- like and that's just scratching the surface. I mean we can go back to like shit, we can go back to like we can go to back Jordan, to like before yeah to Harriet, we can go back We can go to, back to fucking Africa. We can go back to Africa and take some of those people and like because everybody here in the United States that is black, this is a descendant from Africa. Period. That's just what it is. I mean, we are, I mean, even even though they don't want to claim us, and I understand why, because we are tainted. <laughs> I understand it. I understand. I hate it, but I understand it. It's just, we are tainted. They consider us tainted because we have white blood in us, and it's true. Yeah. I think there's a single black person that was born in these United States that is not somehow... I Yeah, know. and I think, like, I, to wrap up, I feel, this episode, I think, just talking a little bit about, like, personally. Personally, like, yeah. The topic was important. So, like, I for me, certainly growing up in predominantly and very dominantly white spaces, especially in, like, middle school. Middle school, there was nary a lick of color in there. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. But then, like, in high school, I went to, like, where I think it was about, like, 30, 70 with, mm-hmm. like, 70 white and 30 yeah. black, but, like, and black and brown, right? It was just yeah. a very different feeling, but I think when I, it's, like, when I, and, and I remember specifically, like, without knowing it that like i was in a household that like i would say for the most part voted independently but certainly like george bush was a big thing in our house mm-hmm. like watching sarah palin although we didn't want want her to win but like just knowing and being there and conversing with people mm-hmm. being like republican 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 yeah. and the and the town very much voted red very much so i mean it's still blood red it's even blood right now like they're total trumpers back Ooh, home, that's so. so depressing but it wasn't until i got to college where i really was like opened my eyes and was exposed to like the importance of like learning about like true like true black history, not the ones like in textbooks, but like really right. like diving deep into like the college curriculum. I certainly like studied a lot of black history. My senior seminar paper in college was about the African diaspora and yeah. talking about like the slave trade, and particularly the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. A lot of my studies were focused on like sub-Saharan African studies. It just was something I just felt really passionate about. Yeah. Um, and that I think that identity formation led to me doing my research and dissertation on identity formation sure as well, right? right? And so like even though I talk about like LGBT, but I really wanted to focus on like LGBT students of color, of right? Color. What did that mm-hmm. mean, particularly in Trump's election? And certainly it's to be continued my study for sure. But yeah. I think like why I love talking about this, and and I think many of us know this as, as certainly talked about this the other day at brunch that like 
most of my friends are black at this point. Like, we just call for what it is. We so know like, what it, it is, what it is, girl. My, part, my partner is black. All my besties are black. Oh, and I, and yeah. it's, and I, for me, it's really allowed me to, like, feel comfortable. I'm learning things. I certainly, like, mm-hmm. you know, embrace that and love being a part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, I don't claim knowing and being knowing the experiences and the lived experience that y'all had, especially as gay men and mm-hmm. queer people of color, what that's like. But it certainly allows me to continue learning, and I love and embrace that. So I think, like, a topic like this is just important for me as a as a white, white man. As a white man. As a, white uh, man. You, a man of clear nature. <laughs> with, a, with a little bit of brown sugar. With a little brown sugar in the bottom of the cup. But, yeah. A little brown sugar at the bottom of the cup, and, and I and I as a black person, just like applaud you for that because it's just there's just not a lot of y'all like that. It's like either it makes you extremely uncomfortable or or you're just like a fat you fetishize it. So you a lot of the white people, a lot of the white like, people, especially in DC, fetishize being with a black guy. It's so just I like it's like it's kind of ridiculous, and it's like I'm so over it, and it's just like whatever. But like for me, this topic is important for me because I grew up in a predominantly white community as well and said the difference between you and I is you grew up in the north I grew up in the south Mm -hmm. so I had a huge like identity crisis because I'm surrounded by white people in school all day everybody you see that's a power in any type of position of power is a white person so like you really don't know where you fit in so you strive to fit in by kind of diminishing your blackness Mm -hmm. and i did that a lot as a kid like even in high school we had a black history club in high school i did not join it because i thought that would look bad on my resume for college because i'm just like because i was so nervous that like i didn't want to do anything pro-black because i was kind of conditioned by just society in the world that black was not where it was at Mm -hmm. and so therefore the best thing you could do is try to shield or try to shave off that image of you being black or being like a black person that white people would feel comfortable about and i feel like as i got older that started to like slough off because after you get into the real world and you see how you're treated as a black person it really is a rude awakening Mm -hmm. and it's really sad so i think when it comes down to black history and i feel like it's so many people in the south especially in small towns in the South have black communities. They're so, they're so insulated from the real world and they still like go with the norms of like just kind of seen, but not seen, or just are comfortable with not being like, they just want to be left alone. Right, right. And it's just like, and it's just like, and it's sad because you should be proud of your heritage. You should be as black as you want to be and people should get over it. And so like, I feel it's important for me now. And I feel like I'm so grateful that my sister is, embraced black culture way more than I did and I just didn't because I was scared of it because I just didn't know it I was surrounded by white people and I feel like it's important now for me to continue to embrace Mm -hmm. my blackness embrace the issues talk about the issues not just in the entertainment world I'm really passionate about black people in the entertainment world especially because I feel like they really get the short end of the stick Mm -hmm. I'm like we would not have pop music art we would not have disco music we would not have a lot of things if it were not for black people correct and I'm just like, I just hate it that it's just that we've, we've whitewashed history so much that we now have to peel back the layers. It's like taking paint stripper mm-hmm. and like stripping like the wall and layers of like whitewashing off right, of it. Right. And it's just like, so I... There's more work to be done. There's more work to be done. But we all are doing our part to yeah. learn, read up, watch documentaries. There's some really great films out there. Yeah. Certainly like just being God, in the movement. There's and, so much out there. there I mean, just to name a couple of things... Just to, if you're interested in knowing more about black culture, we do suggest the 1619 Project on Hulu. 
if you want to read the book, read the book. Mm -hmm. It's very informative. Critical race theory is... Wasn't 13th is on Netflix, right? Was it 13th? 13th. Yeah. Okay. What about the Thirteenth Amendment? Okay, yeah, I, I think that's on. And also, uh, the movie with Coleman Domingo as the uh, gay man who was kind of Martin Luther King's right hand man. Oh yeah, that just came out. That yeah, just came or out. It's, it's coming out. It's on Netflix. What is it? Rusted. Rusted is yes. on Netflix, and we yes. have all these wonderful black things coming out on television, mm -hmm. available for you to watch. Educate yourselves. Yes. If anything, just watch it. You will get the understanding of it and if you want to learn more if you're here in dc there's a wonderful museum african-american museum oh, it's so good it is yeah, so good you need to dedicate like four hours you need you need a full day it's i mean really, it's really powerful it's very it's powerful really good it's well curated very well curated and it's it's i recommend anybody go and see that museum and take some time mm -hmm. take your tissues it is a rough it is a rough yes. ride it's a rough yes. ride but you need to go and to and and, and but yeah, so really excited to celebrate Black History Month. Yes. We hope you all enjoyed this episode as much as we did to share our thoughts, feelings, talk about the pettiness of people, who they are, what they are, what they're doing, but also to know that like there are so many great black people out there, great movements happening to help black people and lift everyone up. So um, yeah. and we'd love to black hear from lives you all. Matter, all. Black, black lives, lives matter, y'all. Black lives matter. Not and all lives cannot matter until black lives matter. Exactly. Period. So and yeah, so we would love to hear from you all as to how you're celebrating Black History Month. Let us know in the comments how you're celebrating. Mm -hmm. Let us know of any any inspirational books or movies or shows that you that may part. suggest. Mm -hmm. We want to know. We want to educate people. So mm -hmm. And don't be up. like these damn motherfucking bars in D.C. that decided to do Black History Month and do some really tragic trivia. Yeah, like we are not. We are not doing some jacked up trivia at a bar that will not be named. We have a bar that will not be named. <laughs> they know. They know, they know who they the fuck did, they are, and they know that it's real problematic and what they, they did. And they they they, ashy. They, ashy. they they did not use cocoa butter. <laughs> Girl, nobody should use cocoa butter. That's another story. <laughs> They did not. They are ashy. They have Mama Helene's. <laughs> oh my uh, God! On that note, y'all, we love y'all. Love y'all, and we will talk to you next time. Ebony, as always. Ivory, stay white. <laughs> I'm gonna put a, I'll put a little syrup in there. <laughs> All right, bye, y'all. Yeah.